0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to This Is Getting Graphic, the show where two friends celebrate the wildest and wackiest the comic books and graphic novels have to offer. I'm Andrew Kilpatrick, and I'm one of your hosts for today.
1: And I am, of course, your other host, Phil Oberholzer. And, Andrew, it is good to be back now in the year 2024.
0: Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it's been a hot minute since we uh, sat and were uh, we're doing this. So it's very good to be able to uh, to be able to uh, to be here, and it's wonderful to be
1: able to start doing this again. Absolutely, we have gotten rested. We celebrated the holidays in our various ways. Uh, we're back in a brand new year, and not only is it the new year, we are officially in the month of love.
0: Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. And to that effect, uh, the comics that I have chosen this month all have to do with superhero marriages. Uh, uh, what? (laughs)
1: Superhero
0: marriages!
1: Andrew, we had a superhero marriage in this series already, and it resulted in the nuclear explosion of an entire island.
0: That was a super villain marriage. That doesn't nearly count.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, you know what? Touche. You got me on that one. <laughs> but these are also superheroes, and if I know anything about comics, these weddings are going to end badly because superheroes are not allowed to stay happy.
0: Well, you know, th- that's the thing about superhero weddings. Like, there are a whole bunch of them that go well, and then there are a lot of them that do not... Yeah, I know
1: some weddings sometimes end in the story of a demon showing up and gaining power by stealing all of the marriage love that has been acquired between a hero and their bride, and all they do in the face of that is sit around and not talk for a day. I mean, who would ever want to read that?
0: We don't talk about one more day around here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Translation, one day we're going to talk about one more day.
0: Years and years and years from now, if at all, but...
1: <laughs> uh, loyal listeners, does it count as a wedding episode if uh, if the marriage gets stolen?
0: Yeah.
1: Possible next episode, one more day if by popular demand.
0: Stop being the worst.
1: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's why you invited me to do the show.
0: <laughs> but so, yes, uh, we are talking about superhero marriages uh, this month. And we're going to start uh, over in D.C., and we're going to pop into the uh, into the Silver Age for, uh, for our first installment here.
1: Oh, God, you're just reinforcing my stance that superheroes are not allowed to be happy. A D.C. <laughs> wedding? That ends with a stabbing. I guarantee it. Yes, but this is a Silver Age D.C. wedding, so it's going to be very silly. Fine, a walloping. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Someone's so, going to get hurt. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. So uh, today we're going to be taking a look at an issue of Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane actually What?
1: Yep. The first comic of 2024 <laughs> and we're back to Superman.
0: We're only sort of back to Superman because today's story is also a Batman story. Andrew.
1: Yes. The the title has to do with Lois Lane. And Bruce Wayne shows up. Is this going to get soap opera-y?
0: A little bit, a little bit, a oh, lot. fuck but... me. I'd prefer if Superman came in and wreaked havoc. So, so first of all, let's talk about uh, a little concept from DC called the imaginary story. So, um, at DC during the, uh, during the golden and silver age, particularly during the fifties and sixties, there were stories that were called imaginary stories, where...
1: Aren't all stories imaginary? Yes. Yes, they are. Which makes the name for them even funnier. I was going to but... say, that's like calling something the float yacht. <laughs> but
0: basically, the concept for um, the imaginary story is that it was a story that uh, occurs outside of normal DC continuity. So it's a story oh. that uh, doesn't... A- it Basically, it's the idea that they later took... And called Elseworlds, where it's like an alternate universe type of
1: story. They also call it fan fiction. They do, (laughs) yes. So they somewhat canonized their own fan fiction. Kinda, essentially. There are so many Tumblr girlies that are so proud of them right now. So, um,
0: yeah, they, they had a lot of these in the, uh, in the fifties and sixties and they explored, you know, various concepts like what if Superman moved to Gotham city or what if Superman got married to Lana Lang or. Oh, it's like
1: the Marvel series. What if?
0: Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. That's exactly what it is. I like that
1: series. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a look at some what ifs in the future. Fuck <laughs> we just yeah. haven't to them yet. There's one that I have in mind in particular,
1: but that's Uh-oh. neither
0: here nor there. We're talking about uh, DC's imaginary stories right now. There were a lot of them that were uh, surrounding the Superman books primarily. Well, um, yeah, because you can do fucking
1: anything with Superman depending on the writer.
0: Yes. And this, uh, this story is just one of those such stories and this being an issue of Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, it also revolves around Lois Lane. And you may have noticed that I said that it was also a Batman story. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I did notice that.
0: Yes, I have
1: not forgotten that in the two minutes since you said it.
0: So, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 89, has the title The Bride of Batman. Son of a bitch
1: (laughs) god damn it we haven't even started yet (laughs) oh my god i just immediately my brain is screaming i don't care it's like (laughs) really we're pulling out this fucking soap opera bullshit (laughs)
0: <laughs> we kind of are but uh this is you know an an imaginary story it's you know just a fun kind of exploration of the concept using using dc's official books <laughs>
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna get angry aren't i well we'll see we'll
0: see how you feel about it when uh when we hop into it oh, uh fuck. so the writer for today's issue is a man by the name of leo dorfman who was a uh, writer on a number of the Superman books uh back in the day. Um and the artist for this one is
1: Kurt Swan,
0: who we've discussed in the past as being basically the preeminent Superman artist of this uh, of this time period.
1: Right, 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 right. I do remember that name. Yes, Kurt
0: Swan. And uh so yeah, we've got some uh, good talent, uh good Superman talent behind this one. So, uh let's say we go ahead and uh, start to take a look at uh L- Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane number 89
1: The Bride of Batman I mean strap in folks it's going to be a long one <laughs> it very well might be
0: so uh you should be seeing the uh the cover here in a moment I'm already pissed off <laughs> So what do you see in here on the cover
1: Uh it looks like a Superman cuck fantasy Andrew <laughs> It looks like Lois Lane at the altar in front of a priest standing next to someone who is very clearly not Superman. You know how I know that? Because Superman is standing behind them looking like... (laughs) There's no other way to word it. It looked like he just watched Bruce Wayne fuck his girl. Like, he's got... His shoulders are slumped. His expression is sad. It literally looks like a scene out of a cuck porn.
0: It really kind of does, though. That's... And he what is he
1: saying? Lucky Bruce Wayne? Lois doesn't know he's Batman. She's marrying only for himself. Dude, if she finds out he is Batman, she will jump his bones on the altar.
0: (laughs) That does seem likely, doesn't it?
1: fucking right seriously
0: <laughs> but yeah so that's you've pretty much aptly described the uh, the cover here um they're they're at a church wedding which is which is a lot of fun also i love the uh the, the people in the background just all they're seeing is superman's ass that's all <laughs> i'm saying it's based on the angle that we're looking at here
1: one guy in the first down in front
0: shut the fuck up this is a terrible day for me
1: We want to see you lose your girlfriend. All right.
0: Sounds like we're going evil Superman a little bit more quickly in this reality.
1: (laughs) (laughs) From now on, you will all refer to me as Homelander. Let's light this candle, huh? I mean, sure, I'll lose everything. But then
0: I'll have nothing to lose. So yeah, that's what uh, that's what our cover is and it certainly promises a story. So let's
1: uh... I I am placing all of my money on the bet that either Bruce or Lois is a shape-shifting alien because the last time we covered one of these, it was shape-shifting aliens. And I'm pretty sure in a different story with a similar plot, other than that one, it was also shape-shifting aliens.
0: I mean, it being the Silver Age at DC, that isn't necessarily too far from what it could possibly be. But, um...
1: Old school, like, oh my god, I can't believe such and such is doing this, loves the shape-shifting alien plot. Of
0: course they do. It's, uh, it's DC in the the Silver Age.
1: God, true. It's like 40 different kinds of shape-shifting aliens. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and hop into the story proper here, shall we? If we must, love is in the air.
0: All right, so we open up on uh, Lois Lane inside of the uh, of the Batcave where uh, Bruce Wayne as Batman is swinging down on the bat rope, accompanied by a small child also dressed in a Batman outfit, and um she is looking at this tableau and thinking to herself, I'm the luckiest woman in the world to have Batman as my husband and Batman Jr. as my son.
1: I am so disappointed that they did not take the opportunity to name that kid Bat Boy.
0: (laughs) Right? Come on! It's right there! They were about to get sued by the Weekly World News if they tried that, though.
1: It's such a low-hanging fruit that it's on the (laughs) ground. Also, it looks like Lois just got back from her job as a Vegas flapper girl. What is she wearing?
0: That's a good question. I'm loving, like, the uh, Roman centurion sandals that she has going on there.
1: (laughs) They really do well with that orange bath mat that she's wearing.
0: I know, it's great, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, So, as we're looking at this scene, uh, the narrative caption comes in and says, Flake off, Superman! You had your chance and muffed it! Now, Lois, Ow! now Lois, the girl who carried the torch for you all these years, belongs to another hero. There's no place for you in the imaginary life of the Bride of Batman.
1: I just couldn't be with him anymore when I found out he had radioactive sperm.
0: <laughs> you know, that does tend to be an issue in relationships.
1: People bring that shit up a lot, and it's always uncomfortable. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so behind this scene as well, we have Superman standing behind a uh, stalagmite in yeah! the cave, looking at all this, and he's thinking to himself, What a fool I was. If I hadn't bobbled the ball, Lois would be Mrs. Superman, and that handsome lad would be Superman Jr. But it's too late for regrets.
1: Yeah, now Lois is bobbling the ball every night, if you know what I mean. Yeah, ho Oh-ho. ho. Also,. Why is she calling him Batman Jr.? Did he just come out the pussy in, like, a mask and cape? Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) Like, he (laughs) cried once and then rappelled away into the playroom? I am the knight. (sighs) Aw, he's got your eyes. (laughs) How can you tell under the cowl? (laughs) I just know. Uh, Speaking of Batman just knowing things... You know his security system is going bug fuck right now because (laughs) Superman is standing in his bat cave.
0: I know. I mean, did he let him in or is he just like fucking?
1: I know you're there, Clark. Sit and watch, you cuck.
0: (laughs) I know you're into
1: this. (laughs) Damned if he isn't right. (laughs) Also, fuck you, Clark. You will not name your child Superman Jr. His name is Superboy.
0: So, uh, so anyway, uh, we continue into the, uh, into the story proper. Uh, and, um, we, we open on Batman and Robin driving the Batmobile, um, into the Batcave. As, um, the narrative caption goes, One imaginary day, which may or may not ever happen, as Batman and Robin return from a mission
1: that fucking narration immediately makes me say i don't care like <laughs> I, I can't be invested in this it's not real
0: the narrator here could this shit never happened
1: but it might <laughs> who knows
0: so here's the fun thing about the uh, about the imaginary stories Later on, during the lead up to like Crisis on Infinite Earths and all that fun stuff, they established like Earths where all these imaginary stories did happen. So, like, oh, yeah, son of a bitch, this happened in an alternate universe. So it did happen. It's just... you're
1: welcome, fanfic writers. Yep, your stuff is real.
0: So anyway, um, as Batman and Robin are driving into the Batcave, Batman turns to Robin and he goes. Well, we finally did it, Robin. We trapped the Mad Blaster. He won't be able to blast his way out of prison.
1: Yeah, and we finally- and he finally won that award for most generic villain name.
0: (laughs) And Robin chimes in with, And now that we've deactivated his bomb collection, we'll add it to our trophies in the Bat Cave.
1: Bad fucking idea, Robin!
0: (laughs) What is that, like 50 bombs? In they're the Bad Cave! They're all in like one individual bandolier, like Bomb Voyage
1: from the fucking Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> now I just have to take them down the staircase. Whoops! And a mushroom cloud erupts over Wayne Manor.
0: Alfred just, oh, I've wasted my life.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say Alfred's getting back from a shopping trip, and he's about to put the key in the front door when the whole the whole manor goes up in smoke, and he's just standing there in front of the remnants of a door, all like soot covered and his hair blown back. <laughs> I'll get the broom. <laughs>
0: So, uh, so anyway, uh, Bruce and Dick uh, begin to change into uh, into regular clothes, and Bruce mentions that they're going to a masquerade and garden party for the Gotham
1: Scholarship Fund. And fuck, um, man, aren't you guys tired? <laughs> they got a lot going on. You, know? you just beat the Mad Blaster. Take a nap. No,
0: they they got other other commitments. But so, um, as Dick uh, goes to the uh, elevator that will take them back up bruce starts to head for another door saying that he'll be with him in a minute and as dick is looking at this he thinks to himself another visit to that mysterious sealed room between the cave and the house it's the only spot in the mansion that's off limits even to me what's hidden there
1: and bruce steps into a room full of blow-up dolls you're a lot closer than you think
0: because um, me <laughs> what he wanders into is basically a fucking shrine to Lois Lane, where he's Ah! got like mannequins with her outfits on and like, he's got a bust of her in the corner. and, uh, And he's thinking as he walks in, My mementos of the girl I love, Lois Lane, the jewels, the furs, the many gifts I bought, but never dared give her because she's Superman's girlfriend.
1: This is giving me big Helga Pataki vibes from A. Arnold. This is exactly what I was thinking. Right? With the shrines made of like used chewing gum?
0: Absolutely. Like that's exactly what this is. This is Bruce Wayne's Helga shrine
1: to Lois Lane. Oh, Lois, So suave, so beautiful. How I love her, Like staring at a heart-shaped locket. Exactly. <laughs> and then the and Joker comes up over his shoulder breathing nasally, and he just backhand punches him.
0: <laughs> now, now, my, my favorite thing about this is that Robin says this is the only room in the in, in Wayne Manor that he's not allowed in. Does Alfred come down here to clean or something?
1: I was going to say he has to come dry clean all the stolen dresses.
0: I know, right?
1: (laughs) He lets me into the porn room, but not the mysterious locked room. This is worse, trust me.
0: (laughs) So uh, as we get a glimpse at Bruce's weird room, um, he, uh, he continues to think to himself, a room full of mannequins, but the real Lois is out of reach. She'll be at the masquerade tonight and probably save every dance for superman.
1: Well, yeah, they're like engaged.
0: I know. I know. Like, Bruce is just it. sad.
1: Fuck dude, get a hobby that doesn't involve punching criminals.
0: Oh, he can't do that. He's Batman. He's obsessed and you know it.
1: Yeah, it's true. We did cover a whole Christmas story
0: about that. We absolutely did, and that that continues. So anyway, uh, we, we continue um, into this, uh, into the party as Batman and Robin start to head there. And um, as they're coming out, Dick uh, points out, The party rules say to come dressed as a famous hero or heroine. Instead of Robin, I'll be Robin Hood! Oh,
1: fuck you.
0: Lo and behold, Dick Grayson is in fact wearing a Robin Hood outfit. Well, just
1: because you'd found a discount Oliver Queen costume doesn't mean you're clever.
0: Well, Bruce goes, I'm
1: done up as Achilles. (laughs) Okay, good for you. Also, I'm pretty sure a masquerade needs masks.
0: Well, maybe it's the fact that they're wearing costumes. I don't know.
1: I guess, but then it's just a costume party. Just call it a costume party. I suppose
0: so. And as they're getting in the car, uh, Bruce thinks to himself. But with Lois around, it won't be my heel that's vulnerable, but my heart.
1: Oh my god, dude! Maybe you need to be in the porn room.
0: Uh, where's Selena?
1: Yeah, good fucking question.
0: <laughs> has Selena dude. has Selena seen his Lois shrine?
1: She will bend herself into a pretzel at your, at your smallest command. Get over Lois! So, uh,
0: from there, we cut to the garden party itself, where Bruce, dressed as Achilles, has approached Lois Lane, who uh, is dressed in a, uh, a suit of chain mail and standing next to a horse, and he says, Lois, I recognized you at once. That Joan of Arc getup, complete with a warhorse, is terrific!
1: I'm glad you like it, Bruce. Wait till after dinner when I set myself on fire.
0: I know. That'll be the highlight of the party.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: I'm going to get shot in the heel after
1: that. <laughs> What's going to happen to Dick? Oh.
0: So um, she says that uh, uh, Bruce asks where Superman is and Lois replies that he's on a mission and promised to meet her here. Ah, uh, they then look over and see that a bunch of other guests at this party are, in fact, dressed as Superman and like making they're wearing plastic chains and uh, using bending rubber beams to pretend that they have super strength. So oh my it's God, like, these
1: guys brought props. I know they' they're really devoted to this. I was gonna say, I appreciate their I appreciate their they're sticking to the bit
0: absolutely. Uh, one of them, in fact, sticks to the bit so much that he runs away from the rest of the group going, look, I'm flying up, up and away. And as he's doing so, um, he basically runs in the direction of Lois's horse, which spooks the horse into rearing up. And, uh... Oh,
1: you fucking idiot. Yeah. Please tell me this guy gets clobbered by a set of hooves on the next page.
0: So, as the uh, horse begins to rear downward again, about to hit Lois, uh, Bruce jumps out in front with his uh, Achilles shield and um, knocks the horse back into uh, a convenient uh, pool that's right next to them here.
1: Little do you know, the horse doesn't know how to swim.
0: Well, what happens now is the horse is like starting to sink because of the heavy armor that it's wearing. So, um, all the all the guys who are dressed as Superman uh come over and start to pull on the bridle, going, Relax, folks. We Supermen will haul that hay burner out of the
1: drink. What is with the fucking writing in this with the dialogue? Bobble the ball? This hay burner out of the drink? This really is what when did this get written?
0: Uh, this is from 1969.
1: It feels it. It feels incredibly dated.
0: <laughs> so uh, as Bruce is looking at this, he goes, those clowns couldn't pull a stick of gum out of a candy machine. Ouch. Get fucked, nerds. <laughs> so um, at that point, as they are struggling to pull the horse out, uh, the real Superman arrives at the party with Wonder Woman in tow next to him. And, oh. Um, yeah. Diana's here, too. Is she in street clothes? Uh, she is indeed. So, here's the thing about this, and, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later. But, uh, at this period in Wonder Woman's history, she had actually lost her superpowers and, um, had become basically a, like, martial artist-slash-secret agent to continue fighting crime while running a mod boutique by day.
1: She's flying!
0: Yes, she is, and that will be addressed a little bit later.
1: But, oh, uh, yes. good. Yes. Also, did you really need to bring backup for this one, soups? It's just a horse in a pool.
0: No, I know. And as if to show that, basically Superman goes into the pool, picks up the horse, and um, basically flies out again. And Lois goes, That's how it's done, boys. All you need is flying ability and super strength. And as Bruce is looking on, he thinks to himself, i just saved her life but lois only has eyes for superman
1: well yeah she lifted a fucking armored horse out of a pool which side note lois that's a really shitty thing to do to your horse (laughs) i guarantee you that horse is not having a good time
0: it doesn't seem likely no so um superman brings the horse down and uh joins lois and the rest of the group here And Lois points out that since this is a masquerade, he should be wearing a different costume and offers, but uh, she says it's fine and offers to dance with him. And he replies, Sorry, Lois, I have to take off on a top-secret Justice League mission with Wonder Woman. Since she lost her superpowers, I loaned her a flight ring I got from the Legion of Superheroes.
1: Oh, what the hell? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a real explanation. It was. She lost her superpowers. Well, then how the fuck is she flying? Ring. <laughs> they have magic flying rings at the at the superhero place.
0: So, upon hearing this, Lois goes, "That's four times this month you've broken a date for one of your precious missions. What's yep. the attraction?
1: Crime fighting or Wonder Woman?" Lois, people are dying. <laughs> people so, are probably getting horrendously hurt.
0: So, Superman urges her to calm down and wait, and she replies, Wait, nothing. I'm through being treated like a doormat. You can fly away with that mod Amazon if you
1: like, but don't come back. Jesus Christ, he saved your horse. (laughs) Who cares? Your horse would have fucking drowned if it hadn't been for him.
0: He just broke a fourth date. That's more important.
1: Oh, boo flipping who? He's probably going to, I don't know. Stop some horrific terrorist act. He's probably saving some great historical monument from being turned into cheese or something dumb that happens in this time period.
0: So as he and Wonder Woman are, are flying away, um, Superman goes, let's go, Wonder Woman. Lois will apologize when she's had a chance to cool
1: off. Okay, maybe not the best response there, Supes. Uh
0: I'd also like to point out that uh, this is the last time that Wonder Woman appears in this story. And she hasn't had a line of dialogue.
1: I was about to say, she didn't say a single fucking thing. No, Probably just... for the best, because she's probably sitting here like, I do not want to get in the middle of this.
0: Yeah, she stood there and was a prop for <laughs> Lois to scream at, which is just like, all right, fine, whatever, whatever, guys.
1: Look how hot I am. See you later. By the way, she lost her superpowers. Goodbye. <laughs> just shoving her in front of the camera
0: <laughs> so anyway uh after superman leaves uh bruce walks lois back to uh back to the cars and she says bruce i've had it i'm really calling it quits this time please take me home
1: sure you are sweetie
0: so then uh bruce goes of course lois as he's thinking to himself. I should be sorry Lois broke off with Superman, but I'm glad. Now I have a clear field.
1: I can't wait to dip her in aluminum and put her in my mannequin room.
0: <laughs> She'll be the crown jewel of my
1: collection. <laughs> now that's an imaginary story I would read.
0: <laughs> so uh, as, as he takes her back to uh, her apartment, um, he goes, Say, I know how to cheer you up. We'll go swimming Let's fuck.
1: <laughs> Very forward of you, Bruce. <laughs> you gotta strike while the iron's hot.
0: No, what he actually says is, we'll go swimming tomorrow at my beach club. Oh, fuck. Oh, you have a beach club? Well, yeah, I'm wealthy beyond all reason.
1: And there goes the dress.
0: <laughs> well, she is thinking to herself, well, and why not? Bruce is handsome, rich, and he always seemed to like me.
1: Oh, sweetie! Oh, you have no idea.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> he has a black wig on a doll that he combs the hair of every night.
0: So from there, we cut to the next day at their beach club, where uh, they're they're jet skiing or water ski. Yeah, that'd be water skiing. Uh, yeah, they're water skiing.
1: Yeah, that's water. It's not. It's like water snowboarding
0: a little bit. Uh, but she's sitting on Bruce's shoulders, and she's thinking to herself, Bruce is no superhero, but he's a barrel of fun. I guess I was too starry-eyed over Superman to notice how attractive Bruce is.
1: I'm so not okay with this after seeing the mannequin room. <laughs> this is so not okay to me. This is really like, creepy.
0: Why did we start with the mannequin room? Why do right? we need the mannequin
1: room? <laughs> I might be somewhat okay with this plot if that one scene just didn't happen.
0: No, I, I totally understand because I am coming from 100% the same place. Like,
1: it's so unnecessary.
0: Yeah, you I know. You could have a
1: picture of her somewhere, like a nice tasteful framed photo. Nope,
0: mannequin room.
1: No, he has, he's stolen her clothes. Well,
0: I don't think that he actually did because remember he said that those were all like gifts that he bought for her but never dared to give her.
1: That's, that's almost worse.
0: (laughs) I suppose you're right.
1: I don't want her to wear these. I just want to imagine she did.
0: I put her perfume on it and now I can think that she's in it. (laughs) (sighs)
1: <sighs>
0: hey, Bruce, is there a reason I'm not allowed in this room? Go away!
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's training time, just for me!
0: So, uh, we then go into a montage of, uh, Lois and Bruce courting. They're going for, like, a, uh, a moonlit horse-drawn carriage ride. They're, uh, going fishing in the deep-sea fishing. They're going dancing. And, uh, then, uh, it says that one night, as they're outside of her apartment... Um, she's thinking, he's so tender, so considerate. Compared to Superman, he treats me like a queen, yet he's never kissed me, not even once.
1: Seems odd for an obsessive freak.
0: Well, at this point, Bruce rolls up and is like, Lois, I know Superman was always tops with you. But may I (laughs) kiss you goodnight?
1: (laughs) I bet he was. (laughs) Judging from how he's behaving in this comic, probably not. I feel like some plastic was involved, if you know what I mean.
0: And then uh, Lois goes, of all the silly questions, come on, Bruce, time's a-wasting.
1: Why are they talking like this? (laughs) Even for the 60s, this is
0: weird. Because this is how comics were written by DC in the
1: 60s. Oh, my God. I feel like I've dropped acid.
0: So, uh, yes, they they kiss here. And um Bruce is thinking to himself, if she only knew how I've waited for this moment.
1: Ew.
0: <laughs> Lois is also thinking, mm, he has my heart doing flip-flops. I'm going overboard for this guy and how sweet it is.
1: Oh, that was lovely, Lois. Now, can I smell your hair? What? N- nothing Good night!
0: So, um, we cut to, uh, some time later, where the, uh, narration caption goes, At last. Inevitably. And, um,
1: Bruce says- Even the narrator's like, this is bullshit, am I right?
0: And Bruce says, Lois, will you marry me? I'll spend my life
1: making you happy.
0: And Lois responds, I know you will, Bruce.
1: And my answer is yes! Yes, darling! We still have not touched on the subject of Batman Jr.
0: <laughs> well, uh, w- d- d- hold on. Hold on.
1: I don't know if I want to.
0: <laughs> so uh, from there, we cut to uh, to the Batcave sometime later, where Bruce, uh, dressed as Batman, and Superman are talking together. And he goes, Superman, you know I've been dating Lois. It's the real thing. We're going to be Oh my married. God, you're
1: Bruce Wayne?
0: <laughs> I mean, I think they knew.
1: Yeah, a, Even in the I like to think I like to think this is how this version of Bruce chose to reveal himself. Yes, it's me, Bruce, and I'm stooping your girl.
0: <laughs> and he
1: goes, we're going to be married. Any objections?
0: You and Lois married? No, no objections, Batman, old pal. Lois is free to marry whomever she pleases. She's all yours with my blessings. <laughs> uh huh. And he flies away at this point where it cuts to the fortress of solitude and reveals that Superman also has a mannequin room! What? On Lois!
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what did this woman do to these men? I don't know! What did she slip in their drinks? Is the pussy that good? apparently jesus christ she's a maniac but
0: yes here in the fortress of solitude he's punching a bust of her and going for years she was my girlfriend and now she's gonna marry my
1: best friend well who needs her i wish this was her real head (laughs) from now on you will call me omni-man why did you make me do this as soon as he finishes
0: this, um, he looks down at uh, the destroyed bust and goes, What am I doing? These souvenirs of Lois are the most precious mementos souvenirs! I have. Why kid myself? I love her. But this is my own fault. For years I've been putting off our marriage. I had my chance and I blew it.
1: What was she gonna say when she found your creepy stalker room? Did you think of that, Clark?
0: Well, Batman's got one too. So. For that
1: matter, have you thought of that, Bruce?
0: Hey, uh, if we check with like some of the other members of the Justice League, uh, does Flash also have one? Uh, Green Lantern, maybe. Uh, I know Green Adam- Arrow's.
1: I know Green Arrow's got one for Dinah, and I am okay with that one. She deserves it. Does Diana have one? Does Diana have a Lois shrine? <laughs> yes, and she uses it for target practice. <laughs> man
0: she was a real bitch to me at that party didn't even let me get a word in edgewise
1: and she's just shooting arrows <laughs> into like into a fucking like clay statue of lois <laughs>
0: yeah. uh so anyway from there uh we do cut to the wedding day where um <laughs> they they are in fact getting married and um it's, superman is standing here thinking what a twist me, the best man at the wedding of my best oh! friend and the girl I love.
1: He's not even in a tux. He's in his Superman costume, just standing there at the altar. I thought I he know. was going to be, like, in a seat. No. Nope. No, he's nope. just right there. Well, he's the best man, they just said, so, that's um, a you dick, know. That's a dick move for Bruce to do, let's be honest. It really is. Well,
0: what's even funnier is, uh, from, from the audience, um... Aunt Harriet, who was a supporting character in the Batman books at this time, leans in to Dick and goes, wasn't it nice of Superman to fill in his best man when Batman was called away on a case?
1: ha 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 ha. Aunt Harriet, I really don't want to talk right now. I was allowed into the locked room to clean.
0: <laughs> um, I've seen things. I've seen stains I should not have seen, Aunt Harriet.
1: <laughs> you didn't see the back corner. There was a lot of leather.
0: <laughs> so uh, from there, uh, we cut back to Wayne Manor as they're preparing for the honeymoon. And um, she, Lois goes, Bruce, the car is packed and waiting, and you're leading me through the door of a secret elevator? Is this a gag?
1: No, this is the start of your horror movie, Lois. And Bruce goes,
0: not a bit, darling. There's a nice little surprise waiting below.
1: This is the start of your horror movie, Lois. I
0: mean, seriously, what is Lois to think here? It feels like he's about to murder her.
1: It feels like he's about to lock her in an underground cave That and just, like, pamper her. It feels like a very, it puts the lotion on its skin moment.
0: It really does. This is remarkably uncomfortable with everything that we've seen in this comic up to this point.
1: Why Why would you want to go out, honey? You're beautiful, and your beauty must be admired. (laughs) Did you ever watch the Netflix series, You?
0: So, um, at this point, he does lead her down uh, and tells her to cover her eyes as he leads her into the Batcave. And he takes a few minutes to uh, change into his Batman outfit. And uh, tells her to open her eyes again, and when she does, she looks and she's like, Batman? But you were supposed to be on an important mission! Why are you here? Who has a better right to be in the Batcave?
1: Lois. Lois, you're smarter than this. Then again, (laughs) maybe she isn't! She still hasn't figured out that Clark is Superman because of a pair of glasses!
0: So, at this point, uh, Bruce takes off the cowl, and looking at Lois goes... And my important mission was my wedding.
1: Oh, fuck you, dude. And Lois goes, You fucking dork.
0: Lois responds, Batman, Bruce,
1: but I never dreamed that
0: you were Mrs. Batman? Well, it's no dream.
1: Hey, this is not the happy ending you think it is, Lois. You are going to be kidnapped tomorrow. And I hate to say it, but Batman's villains are way worse than Superman's.
0: So, she's he's spinning her in the air, and she's going, This is the nicest wedding gift any bride ever received!
1: No, it's not! No, it the, really isn't! The Joker exists, Lois! Lois! Lois!
0: Are you aware of how many people are trying to kill Batman on any given day, Lois? Selina
1: Kyle is gonna show up and hang you with her whip!
0: So, um, at this point, he takes her to another uh, area of the Batcave, and he's showing her, like, a map of everything that's in there, and goes, When we return from our honeymoon, I'll give you a guided tour of the Batcave and explain all its secrets.
1: But right now, we've got a plane to catch to Maui!
0: (laughs) Pretty much. So, as they start heading for the elevator to go to their honeymoon, from the corner, um, Robin is standing next to uh, the wall here and thinking to himself, I remember when I first came here, Bruce shared his secrets only with me. Then along came Alfred,
1: Superman, what the heck? Wait, no, no. and Jimmy Olsen, Stop. Wilson, Stop. Now, Lois. That's an immediate inaccuracy. Alfred was here before you, you little brat.
0: <laughs> actually, uh, with the Silver Age continuity, Alfred was hired later in life. Oh, he did not actually raise, raise Bruce. Fuck that. <laughs>
1: so, That's not right.
0: It's a different continuity.
1: Oh, from now on, you can call me Red Hood.
0: But I love the list here, too. Superman, Supergirl, Jimmy Olsen.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Everybody's you know, been down here.
1: You know, Jimmy came into the Batcave and Dick was like, Fucking really? Really? Another fucking
0: teenager?
1: This guy? This guy. You let this guy know who you are. So he continues,
0: The others were friends and partners, But with Lois around, I'm afraid I'll be low man on the totem pole. Maybe the time's come for this Robin to leave the nest. Should I be starting to fight crime on my own? Without Batman? Is this
1: this universe's birth of Nightwing?
0: Boy, that would be nice, wouldn't it?
1: It kind of, it'd be the stupidest motivation for him becoming Nightwing.
0: (laughs) It really would. But, you know, if he comes in the next page with a disco collar on, I'll be thrilled.
1: That's fair. That's fair
0: so anyway uh what actually happens is we cut to about a year later where uh lois has given birth to a son and bruce says dick meet a new member of the team bruce wayne jr
1: you know i'm still having second thoughts on the name i was considering damien no <laughs> yeah that's another person that's coming to kill you lois <laughs> So, um, Dick It is wonderful to, him... to meet you. My name is Talia. Stab!
0: So, outwardly, Dick is, you know, happy about this, but inwardly, he's thinking, what a kick in the head! Now Batman may have to quit the crime busting game to devote more time to his son!
1: Oh, boo fucking who? How dare he! This is the second time I'm gonna say it. Get the fuck over it.
0: Yeah. yeah, Robin in this story really is not endearing himself to you, is he?
1: Everybody is so whiny in this book!
0: <laughs> so from there, uh again, we cut to a couple years later where Bruce Wayne Jr. is a uh is a toddler now. And they bring him down to the Batcave, where Robin is objecting that the Batcave is no place for him, but Batman replies, cool it, Robin. I brought him here for a purpose. My son is about to start training for his career as Batman Jr. Someday he'll take my place as a crime fighter.
1: No, Batman, you don't understand. We have 50 bombs down here.
0: (laughs) Remember that? Remember three years ago when we brought them down here?
1: They're still here. (laughs) We turned them off. They haven't been made inert. <laughs> I hope he doesn't touch anything because, like, this place
0: could go up like a Roman candle.
1: Ooh, pretty button. And again, a mushroom cloud appears <laughs> over Wade Manor. <laughs>
0: So at this what's even funnier to me is that this kid is two years old. Yes! And he's apparently training to be a crime fighter. Like, there's a lot of
1: jokes about Batman creating child soldiers, but
0: I didn't think that he started them this
1: young. I was going to say, this sadly tracks for Bruce Wayne, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> it really does, though. That's the sad part.
1: The other day, he learned the square peg goes in the square hole. Now it's time to learn justice.
0: So at this point, uh, Lois comes down and reveals that she has also made him a tiny little Batman costume. Why are you okay with this, Lois? He's two. So Robin walks over to Bruce and goes, So he's to be your heir, eh? Where does that leave me? (laughs) Oh, God, this is this Robin's villain arc. So Batman responds, you know, every trick in the crime crushing catalog, you'll teach little Bruce acrobatics, chemistry, fingerprinting, the works.
1: He's (laughs) too. He has, he is nowhere near learning the modicum of what those mean. (laughs) So, uh, he knows the sheep goes, ba. that's what he knows.
0: Dick, meanwhile, is thrilled by this and raises Bruce Jr. in the air going, Me, Professor Robin of the Batman Anti-Crook College, it swings.
1: Really? Wow, that's all it took to make you calm down, huh, kiddo? Give you a a professorship.
0: So, um, at this point, um, we then cut to a very small panel of Bruce and Dick and Bruce Jr. throwing batarangs at these dummies that they have in the Batcave. And um
1: the Bruce Jr is going, "Whee, me hit Batman with battering." This is not okay. No. This is so wrong. Absolutely
0: not. Child
1: services has never needed to show up at Wayne Manor more than it does right now.
0: And child services has needed to show up at Wayne Manor for years. Years. years
1: and years ever since he got dick
0: now it's even more serious
1: it's so bad now
0: (laughs) so um as bruce is uh praising dick for his training abilities robin goes the kid catches on quick give him a few years and the dynamic duo will become the titanic trio
1: why is everybody okay with what is going on did everyone fall asleep on a nuclear reactor in this story Evidently. Why is everyone's brain paced?
0: Everybody's just so cool with this.
1: They shouldn't be. Why did Lois make a little mini baby Batman suit? <laughs> You'd think Superman would come busted through the wall and go, all right, I need to put a stop to this. What the hell is going on here? You're going into an orphanage and you're going to jail. <laughs> You're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> nice little call back to our Batman Noel episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so anyway, from there, uh, we cut to uh, the uh, oh second God. part of this story. So that was all part one of this story. Jesus,
1: Andrew. I feel like we've been reading this comic for 30 years. So here comes part two, where it says
0: that Lois continues to enjoy the life of a millionaires where uh, it shows that she has uh, formed foundations to help the less fortunate and uh, is generally doing really well uh, being the uh, the wife of Bruce Wayne. So, Where's your her. son? <laughs> He's down in the Batcave being beaten to within an inch of his life. I was going to say. <laughs> to enable him to take pain out there on the field.
1: I'm waiting for her to be at a press conference and some reporter to have the balls to raise his hand and go, where's your son?
0: We haven't seen Bruce Wayne Jr. in public in two years. Where is he? (laughs)
1: He's learning the way of things from his father. It just smash cut to Batman German suplexing his five-year-old into the ground. And now it's time to learn survival training.
0: We'll be leaving you in the forest with only a week's supply of food. It's up to you to make your way back to Wayne Manor.
1: (laughs) And knowing that kid, he made it back in two. With a bear carcass dragging behind him. He's a chip off the old block. (laughs) I killed three more, but I thought we wouldn't have enough storage space. You're right. Now we're eating tonight. (laughs) That's my boy. Wipes (laughs) away a single tear.
0: So anyway, uh, from from Lois, uh, you know, basically showing that part of her life, we cut to... um, the A room with a whole bunch of guys in pinstripe suits in it. Where ah, it's criminals. People. Yes. <laughs> it <says laughs> That's that, all we
1: need in this time.
0: It says that Gotham City's crime syndicate is holding an election. And one guy in front of them <laughs> wearing a pinstripe suit is going, Since Big Steve is now a guest of the state for 20 years to life, we need a new leader. The three candidates are... Slug Durky, who has twenty murder arrests and no <laughs> convictions
1: No no, no. I, I refuse. I refuse. Slug Durky! Slug Durky! And he's taken over for Big Steve. Big Steve, <laughs> their leader was Big Steve, and one of his replacements is Slug Durky. Did a fucking alien write this book?
0: <laughs> I think you'll find very quickly that the names just continue. to Oh my to get god! More I
1: wonderful. can't. Oh no. So anyway, uh,
0: Slug Durky over here is just one of the candidates <laughs> who we have for taking over the syndicate. the
1: stupidest name I have ever heard. Uh, this guy continues,
0: Clip Vance, the country's top con man. That's arguably way better. <laughs> that, that, just like ca-
1: that just sounds like a used car salesman. Yes.
0: And then the final one. And the Gimmick Master, whose crime gadgets are the talk of the underworld.
1: Well, gee, one of us doesn't have a name. I wonder who we need to pay attention to.
0: So, meanwhile, uh, after this statement, uh, the, the Gimmick Master steps forward and goes, Wait, I may be a genius with crime gimmicks, but I'm not in the same league with these other guys. I'm bowing out for the good of the syndicate.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I totally believe that. Gives the same vibes as Spaceballs. Yes, my dear. Would I lie? <laughs>
0: um, so, he then pulls back a curtain and goes, Now, since Slug and Clip are evenly matched, I say let Lady Luck decide the election. The first guy to hit the jackpot on these slot machines will be the new crime king.
1: Welp, they're dead. <laughs>
0: So they both just kind of go, all right, let's do it.
1: Oh, you it's, fucking... What would I expect from a dude named Slug Durky? <laughs>
0: it's a good old Slug Durky.
1: <laughs> uh, slug like pull lever. <laughs>
0: so they do pull on the uh, on the slot machines. And uh, Slug goes... Uh, fr- from the slot machines come brilliant bursts of light. And
1: Slug goes... That light, it's doing something to my eyes. Nothing's wrong with him. That's just how he talks.
0: And Clip is going, Somebody stop that glam. My brain's going blank.
1: (laughs) That's how he sells cars.
0: So, um, the guy who was introducing... my
1: My prices are as low as my IQ.
0: So the guy who was introducing them before goes, Hey, what gives? The light from these slot machines turns Slug and Clip stuff stiff as statues. And the Gimmick Master replies, How about that? The Stupor Ray device I planted in the machines put them into suspended animation for two months! They're like living
1: statues! The time is so specific. I know. Andrew, I'm starting to think I don't like Silver Age
0: comics.
1: (laughs) Whatever do you mean? It's so dumb. It's so, it's dumber than Slug and Clip. I just love
0: how specific it is, though. Like, how did he, how did he test this? How did he know? Like, did he spend months formulating this plan and then like, well, now to test it. We'll put some guy into a coma and see how
1: long it takes him to come out of it. Just checks his watch. Yep. Well, the cat wandered in front of it and it woke up two months later. Same diff. (laughs) Totally.
0: Totally. So the gimmick master then goes, Just one mild example of my genius, gentlemen. They don't call me the gimmick master for nothing.
1: (laughs) Please don't erase our brains. Either that or every gangster immediately shoots him.
0: So they then ask what's the syndicate going to do for a boss, to which the gimmick master replies, Out of the goodness of my heart, I'll take the job. I hereby declare myself elected. Any objections? No gimmick, we don't want to take no two-month nap.
1: (laughs) I love how the gimmick master appears to be blowing a cloud of cigar smoke in that guy's face. We don't want to take no two (laughs) (laughs) He's hired. Meanwhile, the criminals go, Hooray for our new chief, the gimmick master! I still am ca- hung up on the fact that their old boss was called Big Steve. <laughs> am I the only one picturing like a dude that's like 10 feet tall and just going, Steve? <laughs> hey, Steve. He <laughs> gets arrested. Aw, oh, Steve. <laughs> Poor
0: big Steve.
1: Poor big Steve.
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, the gimmick master has now taken over the Gotham crime syndicates. So basically, he calls a group into uh, into the area with uh, with his, uh, his top men, where he seems to have put up a bunch of pinups of members of the Justice League, and just goes... As your new leader, I pledge to eliminate all our worst enemies, like Batman, Superman, Flash. Is this his mannequin room? It seems to be.
1: <laughs> we'll eliminate them all so that only I will have them.
0: Uh, Gimmick Master, how long has this been up in here?
1: Two months!
0: <laughs> Anybody else want a two-month
1: nap? <laughs> uh. I love the idea of him just like flashbanging these guys in the face and they just immediately drop. Two months! Uh, Gimmick Master, I-, I meant to tell you, those socks don't really go with that pair of slacks. Two months in the hole! Ah! <laughs>
0: uh, so anyway, um, basically hearing his grand plans to take down the Justice League, um, everybody is kind of in disbelief, with one of them going, Why not try something easy like stealing Texas?
1: That's <laughs> Was that Slug Durky? No, no, Slug... That was like a plan he'd come up with. (laughs) No, remember Slug's in a two-month coma? Well, you know something? That's a very interesting point, but my rebuttal is... Two months! (laughs) I'm obsessed with the gimmick master. I gotta tell you. I (laughs) know! I kind of
0: love him. I know! So, um, he, he replies to that with... Those so-called heroes haven't met the gimmick master yet. If you don't think my gadgets work, ask Slug and Clip. And as they're, they're in the room, like he put them on a fucking dolly, moved them into the room and just has them
1: here. So they're like sentient. It's just that their brains are mush. It's so fucking funny. They're like comatose standing up. So, um,
0: at this point, also not wanting to go into another two month coma, um, (laughs) they ask him who he's going to take out first. And, um, he replies, I'll start off with Batman. I'll unmask that cowled crumbs secret identity. Then I'll use my gadgets to knock him off.
1: You literally picked the hardest possible one right out of the fucking gate.
0: I mean, he lives in Gotham, so it's the closest one to home. <laughs> He's right down the street. <laughs> so um, it then uh, cuts to days later where Lois is at her desk, and she's received a, a letter, which as she's reading, she goes, hmm, this letter from the new Mental Research Institute says they want to test their new intelligence analyzer on Gotham City's most prominent people, including me. What
1: a compliment. Lois. I'll go. <laughs> Lois, how many times have you been fucking duped by Superman's villains? How do you not see this shit coming at this point? (laughs) Especially in Gotham!
0: Apparently Lois is- It's Gotham! Apparently Lois is just very easily flattered, and that's how she keeps getting in these situations.
1: Well, yeah, no shit. She still hasn't found the mannequin room. Ooh,
0: yeah. Does Bruce still have that now that he has the real thing?
1: It's Bruce, so I'm- I'm guessing he does, and it's probably expanded. Like, now it's got clippings of her actual hair. Oh, God, yes. It's got, like, one of her used Band-Aids. Oh! (laughs) Well, I just came a little. I wanted to add her underwear, but she'd notice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Lois does, in fact, go to this mental research institute, where the doctor is showing her in and goes... Glad you could come, Mrs. Wayne. Take that cot between Professor Nichols and Kay Dale. And she thinks to herself, a Nobel Prize-winning scientist and a best-selling novelist, Lois, baby, you're in great company.
1: And right across from you is Mr. Durkee.
0: And right next to him is Mr. Vance.
1: They look a bit out of it.
0: Yeah, it's been about a month. They've still got another month to go. Wait, what? do oh, about it. Lay down on the cot. Probably con. shouldn't
1: have said... Probably shouldn't have said that. 2 months. <laughs> 2 months.
0: <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, um they they put Lois down on this uh, on this cot and uh the doctor is putting a pair of headphones on her and goes, "It's important that you be at ease mentally, so you'll listen to some classical music on the radio before the tests begin."
1: And Lois goes, "Fine. I love it." <laughs> yeah, she looks like she loves it. Her her face is devoid of all emotion. So, uh
0: from another room, we see on on the monitors are uh, Lois and everyone else involved with this uh with this study where um we see that the gimmick master, surprise surprise, is behind all this. And
1: oh no, what a twist. I
0: know. And he's looking at everybody on the monitors and going They all took the bait. Eight of the people who know Batman best. The former Lois Lane, who wrote him up in the Daily Planet. The Mahadesh Yogi, who used his ESP powers to help Batman on some cases. Ken Faran who produced several Batman movies. I've never heard of any of these people other than Lois. I know, like, you should be like Alfred Pennyworth, who does his laundry. Dick Grayson, who I'm pretty sure is Robin.
1: Dick Grayson, who is sort of kind of his not-son.
0: Jason Todd, whoever the hell that is. Who was dead. Tim Drake, who doesn't exist yet.
1: <laughs> we pulled him from the future. And finally, Talia Al Ghul. Are we going to talk about the fact that the Gimmick Master has a time machine? Two months! <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Thank you. I was teeing you up for that one. <laughs>
0: So anyway, um, his aide, who, weirdly enough, he looks like John Lithgow. Like, I'm sorry, the art just oh God, he does look exactly like John Lithgow, and I have a hard time getting around that.
1: Well, we know which voice you have to do for this guy.
0: So he goes, okay, okay, skip the case histories. Let's just get this show on the road. Make with the gimmicks.
1: <laughs> Don't say make with the gimmicks. That doesn't sound threatening.
0: So the gimmick master does go that this is where the action begins. And suddenly, over the headphones that they're all wearing goes, Attention! We now interrupt our musical program for a special bulletin. Batman has been slain! A lethal bullet struck down the masked manhunter as he left City Hall.
1: Oh, shit! Well, see, this is why you don't want to be Mrs. Batman.
0: So, at this point, everybody in the room is going, uh, The the yogi the Mahadesh yogi is like Batman dead? No, it cannot be. And the the Ken Faran who's like the movie producer goes Batman, one of the world's greatest heroes. What kind of brute would
1: kill him? What kind of question is that? Have you seen the people he? We just started off this entire comic with him taking him down some dude called the Mad Blaster. I know, right? He has 50 bombs in his hideout. <laughs> and meanwhile, K K. Dale
0: goes, my fellow mystery analyst, the top detective around, murdered. Who are you? I, listen, I researched these and as far as I know, they never appear anywhere ever
1: again. Yeah, no shit. I fully, completely believe that.
0: Like, I have no also idea. Also, in this universe, are. there
1: are movies about Batman?
0: Apparently. And he's played by Michael Keaton. Oh, shit. Okay, you know what? I'll
1: I'll actually buy that one. Well, actually, at this point
0: in time, he probably would have been played by
1: Adam West. Oh, never mind.
0: <laughs> but meanwhile, uh, it cuts to Lois, who is taking it the hardest, and goes, Batman,
1: my darling, dead! No! No, it's too much! I'm blacking out! What?! Oh my god, I love the later interpretations of Lois so much better. Oh, I know. (laughs) What a wuss.
0: So, um, the gimmick master watches all this and goes, That fake broadcast did the trick. Those fools don't realize that their earphones are recording their brainwave reactions to the announcement of Batman's death. They all registered shock, but Lois Wayne's needle zoomed right off the chart.
1: Where's Superman?
0: Metropolis?
1: He's been gone for a very suspicious amount of time.
0: (laughs) He has, hasn't he?
1: I can sense the, like, red-eye meme coming our way, and I'm a little frightened.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, this is the Gimmick Masters comic now. Uh,
1: Apparently. Apparently we've all... It feels like the writers got hit with the two-month beam.
0: (laughs) You have to write about the Gimmick Master now for two months! <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> well, let's get to work, slug. <laughs> you got it, Clip. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Can I love Big Steve.
0: He never even appears in this comic, and he's brought us no. with joy. <laughs> But so anyway, um, the, the criminals come out of the room, uh, the Gimmick Master followed by John Lithgow, and um, they make their way uh, into where uh, where Lois is, and um, they they deduce that she's a close friend of Batman who might know his secret identity. So they decide to put Step 2 into action. So um, they bring her to another room where she begins to regain consciousness and asks where she is and what happened. So, um... Then she thinks to herself, "I remember the radio said Batman was killed. Is it true? Is Batman really dead?" And the gimmick master replies, "Yes, you must have been close friends. Did you know his secret yes. <laughs> Did you know his secret identity? It's safe to tell us now. N- what What kind of logic is that? I know. Well, now that he's dead, nobody cares.
1: Did someone'll care?" Wow, Gimmick Master, you just dropped a point in my book. That was the sloppiest lead into that to that mystery I've ever heard. So
0: Lois responds, Hold it. If Batman is dead, why is his secret identity so important to you?
1: And why am I strapped down? Oh my gosh, Lois, your brain cells finally <laughs> clack together and produce the thought. And she goes, That bulletin was a con
0: job! Batman is still alive! And if I did know who he is, I wouldn't blab to you! To which the gimmick master then responds, You'll talk, doll. This vocal concentrator will turn my questions into
1: vibro-impulses
0: that will penetrate your brain till you'll be happy to answer.
1: Fucking comic book science. What are you talking about?
0: Basically, he just pulls out a megaphone and starts yelling at Lois, Who is Batman? What is his secret identity? Is he District Attorney Danton? Commissioner Gordon? Stop
1: guessing! <laughs> Please! Is it Tony, the guy that makes the good sandwiches on 5th? Is it Big Steve? Was this one the cover? Was it Slug Durky the whole time? <laughs> So uh, from there we
0: get a panel of like Lois being bombarded with all these questions.
1: Who is Batman? Who- Talk. We'll keep this up until you do. Talk. I love just the random times it just says who, who, who.
0: <laughs> yeah, at that point John Lithgow takes over and it's just <laughs> gimmick master's like I gotta I gotta go get a get a get a sandwich. Would you mind just keeping going? Yeah, sure, boss. Who?
1: <laughs> we'll keep this up until you talk. Did you see Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? I was Lord Farquhar! What do you think of the Shrek films? <laughs> Who?
0: Who? Who's the greatest actor of the 20th century? Who? <laughs>
1: I get the funny feeling that John might have gone off script again.
0: <laughs> Kevin Master comes back in. John, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> you don't need this justification, but you know what? G- give me the mega. There you go, buddy. I'll take the megaphone and you'll get two months.
0: That's why John Lithgow didn't work at all in
1: 1969. <laughs> <laughs> he-, he got hit by the beam. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we, we continue with another,
0: another panel spread of who is Batman circling around her head. I fucking love this. I love comic books so much.
1: It's so fucking goofy. (laughs) It's like she's going through horrific mental trauma and it's just words like smacking her in the face.
0: So at this point she goes, shut it off. I give up. I'll talk. And the gimmick master responds. Splendid! I knew my vocal concentrator would convince you!
1: You're- you're such a child. If- you'll answer what I want after I scream in your face long enough!
0: So, Lois in tears responds, I've known the secret for years. Batman is...
1: Clark Kent! Oh, shit! And she goes, Oh, g- Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, God! I think I know! Oh, my God, Andrew, please. Oh, I'm begging you, please tell me what I think's gonna happen is gonna happen. So,
0: I'm not gonna spoil anything right now, but...
1: Oh, please! Oh, my God! I have a sneaking suspicion of what's about to happen, and I want it to be real so badly.
0: So, Lois thinks to herself, I used the first name that popped into my head. I couldn't tell them Batman is Bruce. You didn't do
1: it on purpose? God damn it, Lois. Well, she
0: did. She did.
1: Well, you didn't... Okay, I thought Lois was telling them Clark Kent, so they'd drive to the Daily Planet, they'd try to shoot him, and the bullets would bounce off, and Clark would just immediately, like, suplex them through all 30 floors of the building.
0: I mean, Lois doesn't know he's Superman, lest we forget.
1: Motherfucker. (laughs) God damn it. So she just said Clark Kent. Great, so she got her ex-boyfriend killed, essentially.
0: So, at this point, uh, she slumps down into the pillow, crying again, and the criminals are like, Kent? But he lives in Metropolis, not Gotham City!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait a minute! And
0: John Lithgow responds, With the Batplane and the Batmobile, he could commute easily. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wow. (laughs) Nice work, John. (laughs) <laughs> Th- thanks for that way to way to back up this idiocy thanks Sean lithgow i'm glad you could be here <laughs> i miss slug derky
0: <laughs> uh the gimmick master then replies i told you my gimmicks would work now it'll be a cinch to knock him off
1: stop talking like that
0: so at this point um they take lois and they deposit her on a street corner and then drive away
1: why wouldn't they kill her
0: Well, then they'd be guilty of murdering the wife of one of the most important citizens of Gotham, I
1: guess. They're already- they are on their way to murder the greatest superhero on the planet.
0: Yeah, I- I don't know why they care so much about it, but, yeah, they just let Lois go.
1: she knows where their hideout is!
0: Well, no, she doesn't. She says that she was wearing a blindfold.
1: Ah, whatever. Yeah, but she goes-
0: It's too late to get the license number of Gimmick Master's car, but I better hurry home and tell Bruce what
1: happened. The car is right there.
0: Her memory's not that good.
1: No, apparently it isn't.
0: So anyway, she goes back to the the Batcave, where she meets up with Bruce, and he goes, That phony mental institute was shut down when I checked it out after you disappeared, Lois, but thank heavens you got away safely. (laughs)
1: Safely is a relative term. I got yelled at by a megaphone for four hours. What? Bruce, have you seen Dirty Rotten (laughs) Scoundrels? Please tell me you have!
0: What the hell are you talking about? What did they do to you?
1: John Lithgow was there. (laughs) Oh, honey. (laughs) And he
0: hasn't even won any Emmys yet!
1: Lois, you need to stop. I haven't seen the end of Dexter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so Lois replies, The gimmick master tried to make me reveal your secret identity, but I outfoxed him. I said you were Clark Kent.
1: Now that nerd's gonna die. Pretty funny, right? Lois, that's pretty fucked. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually a lot more fucked than you realize, Lois. (laughs) So
0: Lois then continues... Quick, we must warn Clark! That fiend will be out to kill him! And Batman replies, Relax, I'll get word to him. And thinks to himself, Ha! I never told her that Clark is Superman! Those hoods couldn't hurt him even if they used an
1: H-bomb! Oh my god, I am so ready for these fucking Three Stooges criminals to get bodied by Superman!
0: So... Um, we cut to Metropolis, where Clark Kent is just walking down the street, and, um, the gimmick master goes, let me just activate this remote control trigger device. <laughs> it's triggering what? Well, you see how he's walking next to a fire hydrant. Apparently that fire hydrant was a dummy, which explodes next to him, and Clark thinks to himself, it would have killed any normal person. I better act stunned so they won't guess I'm invulnerable.
1: How long did they have to wait for Clark to walk down this specific street?
0: They've been here for two
1: months. Huh, I was gonna say... (laughs) I'd much rather have gotten the beam. This is so boring. (laughs) Huh, that car has been tailing me for seven weeks now. Probably nothing.
0: So, uh, meanwhile, John Lithgow is observing this situation through some binoculars and goes... He's staggering back into the Daily Planet building. Your hydrant gimmick flopped, boss! <laughs> gimmick- god damn it! We waited five weeks for this! And the gimmick master replies, he was lucky this time, but I have a hundred other trick weapons, any of which could finish off Mr. Batman Kent.
1: Oh my god, is, the, is this next couple of panels just going to be Bruce Wayne, going to be Clark Kent getting pinballed around between, between traps?
0: Um. So actually, what happens is up on the roof of the Daily Planet, uh, Clark is changing into Superman, and he's been joined by uh, by Batman. And Superman goes, "That must have been the gimmick master who tried to kill me. Next time I come through a surefire murder attempt, he may realize I'm invulnerable." And that you must be Superman. We'll have to prevent that.
1: <laughs> well, he'll realize you're Superman when you come exploding through his wall, dressed as Superman a little bit. Oh fuck, Clark Kent was actually Superman. <laughs> and guess what, gimmick master? Now that you know the truth, you're going to be in a coma for 2 months.
0: But I'm the one who uses that device.
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'll just kill you. Snap. <laughs>
0: So anyway, um, the next day, in the uh, in the paper, Bruce is reading about an attempt to assassinate Clark Kent. And um, Lois goes, Mystery assailant, my foot. It was the gimmick master. And he'll keep trying until he kills poor, helpless Clark. Unless we stop him. And Bruce is Poor, responds,
1: helpless Clark. Meanwhile, the headline is like, 47th attempt on the life of young reporter Clark Kent. <laughs> Very lucky man, this Clark Kent. Thank God that bullet bounced off the frame of his glasses. (laughs) So,
0: um, Bruce says, if only they could catch the gimmick master red-handed, to which Lois responds, I have it. I've arranged for a private performance of the Gotham Opera for the Wayne Philanthropic Fund, and Clark is supposed to cover it for the planet. Sure, that's a perfect place to bait a trap.
1: Man, I'd sure love to go enjoy the opera without the risk of getting shot at.
0: So we cut to the next day at the opera where Clark and Lois are up in a box together and Clark goes, are you sure everything is all right, Lois? I feel like a sitting duck in a shooting gallery.
1: (laughs) Clark's acting always kills me, too.
0: I know. (laughs) Oh, better act
1: like the Cowardly Lion for a little bit.
0: No, oh, I feel like a sitting duck in a shooting gallery,
1: Lois do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll face that gimmick master. There's just one thing I want you to do, Lois. What's that? Talk, Talk me, me out, out of, of it. it.
0: <laughs> but so anyway, um Lois responds, "Stop shivering, Clark. You're perfectly safe. All the guests are friends of mine and we have private guards watching every door.
1: They're the mob, Lois. They can get in anywhere."
0: So, um, Clark is looking at this whole situation, uh, with his x-ray vision, and he goes, They certainly are taking every possible safety measure. Lois's guards are checking the guests at all entrances.
1: Cool, cool, being thorough.
0: So then, um, (laughs) Lois goes, Now just relax and enjoy yourself, Clark. You're in for a treat. A gala performance of Carmen. And Clark responds, Carmen? Doesn't that opera end with a death scene? Clark...
1: (laughs) Laying it on a little thick there, buddy. Relax.
0: (laughs) It says that now, left alone, Clark discards his role of a jittery weakling. And he leans forward all suave-like, and he's like, Ah, one of my favorite scenes in Carmen. The entrance of the Toreador Escamillo.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So apparently, Clark is very familiar with opera. Yeah, he never showed Lois that. He was too busy going on missions with the powerless Wonder Woman. So,
0: uh, meanwhile, uh, this Toreador comes out and is very much... Not singing in French, which Carmen is in
1: I thought I thought Carmen was an Italian oh
0: uh, no Carmen is uh, was written in French.
1: I actually never knew that, okay, yeah, there you go, but it's aren't they Spanish characters? Yes, but the opera's, opera's in weird, <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> so anyway, as he's listening to this guy sing, he goes,, a toreador sounds more like the bull. The guy who gave him this role must be tone deaf. And Clark, we zoom in a little bit to find that Escamillo has been, in fact, replaced by the gimmick master. (laughs) What is he doing? He goes, aha, while the guards check the audience, I disguise myself as the Toreador. The
1: real singer is tied up in his dressing room. Lois knows what you look like.
0: Yeah, this isn't exactly the smartest scheme. Like, This is the exact scheme that was pulled off by the Phantom of the Opera in the closing of that show, and at least he wore a mask.
1: This is the ultimate example of a high-intelligence, low-wisdom character, like from Dungeons & Dragons.
0: (laughs) The gimmick master can build a coma ray that puts you in for two months, but can't figure out that people might see his face.
1: No one will know it's me. I'm wearing a scarf.
0: So, um, at that point, um, he, he goes, My voice has tipped the other cast members that there's been a change in bullfighters, but once I press the button to release the compressed air chamber that ejects the blade from this sword, I'll be the world's top
1: bat fighter. Just fucking shoot him.
0: I mean, that's what he's doing, pretty much.
1: He's got an air-pressured sword launcher? Apparently. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's like a pop gun, but it's like shooting the blade out of his sword, I mean, essentially, it's a harpoon gun. just just get a regular
0: gun, um, so Lois yells for Clark to watch out as the blade goes upward and it strikes Clark, and the the gimmick master then pulls out a real gun and goes <laughs> he goes, ha, the moment of truth. Clock Kent, alias Batman, is dead! The rest of you keep back unless you want to join
1: him! You know it's bad when you're getting outclassed by John Wilkes Booth in a theater. <laughs> oh. At least that guy was efficient.
0: So, at this point, um, Batman swings from the side of the stage and kicks the gimmick master, going, Did I hear someone mention me? Take your last bow, you bogus bullfighter! You've just sung your swan song!
1: Little do they know that that kick was so strong it put the gimmick master into a coma for two months.
0: So this is what it's like. Is this what I've been doing to people? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> I'm a monster.
0: <laughs> so um Batman then picks up the uh, gimmick master and goes, Batman, alive? Then you weren't Clark Kent. I killed that quivering weakling for nothing. Wrong again, GM. You hit another sour note. Clark's
1: still kicking. And now we reveal our Scooby-Doo plot.
0: So the gimmick master then goes, But I saw that razor-sharp blade hit him dead center. Only one man could have shrugged that off. Sure, Kent isn't Batman. He's Superman. So I didn't croak the cloaked crime fighter, but I exposed his super pal's identity.
1: (laughs) Ha ha! And... Lois responds,
0: The only thing you exposed was your own stupidity. I figured this would be a perfect setup for a murder try, so we prepared for it. Show him, Clark. And Clark removes the shirt of his tuxedo to reveal that he has an armored vest underneath the, the thing there.
1: I borrowed this from my alternate universe, pal, Tony Stark.
0: So, um, yeah, they have, they have concealed his secret identity yet again. And the uh, the gimmick master goes, Me, the king of the underworld, falling for a simple trick like that. How can I face the syndicate? And Lois responds, You won't have to worry about that for a long time. After your sentence for kidnapping and attempted murder, you can while away the next 30 years in a nice, safe prison cell. Take him away, Batman!
1: The gimmick master gets to his cell. They lock the door behind him. He looks over at his cellmate. Hey, Mac, what are you in for? Steve!
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, Big Steve! What was he doing yeah. here?
1: Ah, hey, buddy! <laughs> you know, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship.
0: So, uh, we then cut to the uh, Bat Cave, where as Lois is watching Bruce Wayne Junior. swing around on his very dangerous bat rope. Uh, he's five. He's five. Superman and Lo- and uh, Batman are talking in the corner, and Superman goes, "Lois wriggled out of a tight spot this time, but as Mrs. Batman, she may still be a target for the underworld. They know she has some connection with you. That's why I never married her for fear of something similar happening."
1: Yeah, and I'll be wriggling into a tight spot later if you know what I mean. <laughs> so he responds,
0: "Yes, I thought she'd be safe as Bruce Wayne's wife, but boy was I wrong."
1: How could you possibly think that? What insane pills have you taken to make you think that in for one iota?
0: Um, I don't know that Batman is necessarily his smartest at this point. He's the world's greatest detective. He needs to be. He's the world's greatest something at this point anyway. Fucking right. So then, uh, finally, the uh, the narration caption comes in and goes, So isn't it lucky this was just an imaginary story? If you'd like to see the real women in Batman's life though, get a copy of the new Giant Batman now on sale. Steve! <laughs> Damn, big Steve escaped from prison again. And he took one
1: of my masks. <laughs> Steve! And I just love that this comic ends with Clark and Superman sta- with uh, with Clark and Batman standing together like so three-way? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, that was
0: um, that was Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane number eighty nine. What'd you think?
1: I'm so fucking glad this story isn't real. <laughs> if this had been actual canon for the comic, like in the main universe of comics, I would have been so much angrier. Oh, I know. <laughs> Man. Uh-oh. That was a fucking acid trip. I said it before, but it felt like that comic went on for 30 years. (laughs) I I felt like I was in a coma for two months.
0: That's the thing about it. Like, it feels like we have four separate stories in this thing.
1: Right? That shit was so long.
0: Like that was I mean, so long! Like, I mean, we start with Bruce courting Lois, and then we move on to, like, Bruce Wayne Jr. being born, and Dick having problems with it or whatever. And then That gets on, resolved! And then we move on to the Gimmick Master and him kidnapping Lois, and then we move on to the Clark Kent murder plot, and it's like, okay, there's a lot going on in this thing.
1: We never address the fact that Bruce Wayne Jr. is a thing. Nope. That just never comes to fruition! We're nope, just like, they... yep, that's a five-year-old crime fighter. Anyway.
0: Nope, we, we introduce him. We, we use him for a little bit for, you know, dicks. I don't know, pathos, if you will. <laughs> and then nothing.
1: Hey we're, t- hey, we're abusing this five-year-old. Anyway, Slug Durky. <laughs> Good old Slug Durky. That I... fucking name. Who pitched that fucking name? Leo Dorfman, presumably. What? Why did he throw like alphabet magnets at a fridge and make a name out of whatever they formed? Oh
0: wow. So uh I'm not gonna go with Bridger. Uh let's <laughs> go with uh oh slug Durky. That's interesting.
1: That's a good one. I can't believe I thought of that while I was watching a commercial for Clip Vance's Used Cars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, I... I, Very silly story. I do enjoy it for its inherent
1: ridiculousness. Oh, my God, man. That that was an acid trip.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, this feels like a good time to pivot into uh, what you think was your wackiest character and wackiest situation for this one.
1: Oh, Wackiest Character's really hard this time. But, you know, I think it's really hard to pick. I think for Wackiest Character, weirdly enough, I'm probably going to have to give it to the Gimmick Master. Good. Good. I- I'm going to give it to the Gimmick Master only because his his convoluted-ass plot to, to assassinate Clark. <laughs> The only other person I feel like that really comes truly close is Bruce for his unhealthy obsession with Lois.
0: (laughs) The mannequin room?
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Lois is finally mine. And, oh, look at all these other guys dressed as Superman. That's what she really wants. Like, dude, fucking get a life. (laughs)
0: Uh, this imaginary story, Batman, doesn't have a lot going on, apparently. No!
1: Apparently not. Well, Um, he has a
0: lot going on, just in a very creepy direction, is the problem.
1: And that pivots to my wackiest situation of the week, which is, hands down, the reveal that Superman also has a mannequin room in the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, man. That... <laughs> Jaw dropping, my friend. That was a Shyamalan twist if I've ever seen one. What a twist. What a twist. Like, are you fucking kidding me? The obsession that these men have.
0: I know, I know. It's utterly.
1: It's Lois... so creepy. Lois, it's so get creepy. Get out of there. Yes. Most of these people have problems. Go date Wally West. I don't know.
0: Um, He's a teenager.
1: Who? Oh, is it is it Barry right now? Who's the Flash?
0: Yeah, it's Barry. Hey, go date yeah, Barry! Wally is still Kid Flash.
1: Okay. Don't worry, I can assemble a mannequin room in point three seconds.
0: <laughs> Alright, so my wackiest character, like you said, it's very tough. There's a lot of great candidates it's in this Everybody,
1: story. It's everybody this time around. For me, though,
0: I'm giving it to Robin.
1: Because of
0: Robin's assumption that Bruce Wayne was, A, going to quit crime fighting as soon as he got married, waits around for two years with that not happening, and then, B, assumes he's going to be entirely replaced once this small child is born. This version
1: of Dick clearly doesn't know Bruce very well. He will never, ever give up crime fighting. Look at Damien. A child will not stop him.
0: Dick's paranoia in this is exactly why I found it so insane. Although, the Gimmick Master was a close second,
1: so... I truly believe that Robin was going to go full supervillain by the end of this story.
0: No, nope, not this time. We've just got the Gimmick Master.
1: (laughs) Two months!
0: Um, which... Honestly, brings us very neatly to my wackiest situation, which is the two-month ray!
1: Yeah. And just the
0: of the two-month ray, which is just amazing! Like, like I said when we were doing it, how did he time this out? How did he figure out that these people were only going to be in a coma for two months? This is amazing!
1: And it never comes back again. I really thought when they were at the opera, the plan was going to be to switch out like the lights of the theater with the two-month beam, and suddenly all the actors on stage were going to go comatose, and it's like, ha-ha! I ruined all of your defenses! But no, he shows up dressed as Escamillo, starts to sing Escamillo's aria, and then shoots an air pressure sword at him.
0: I know, I know. Basically everything the gimmick master does it, you know what we'll give it to everything the gimmick master does in the whole book everything from the two-month ray to the exploding uh hydrant yeah! up to the escamillo plan the gimmick master is everything that he does is my wackiest situation for this entire book
1: do you think the gimmick master, despite having a different voice... Oh, you know what? I answered my own question. Because I was going to say, do you think he actually sounded good? But no. It is established that he does not.
0: No, he sounded like shit.
1: <laughs> Bull fights and sword fights rolling in manor.
0: <laughs> John Lithgow came in afterwards and was just... You may be master of your chosen
1: occupation. Two months! <laughs> Stand back. This is my spotlight.
0: I've been on Broadway.
1: <laughs> I was on Dexter. All
0: right. So there we go, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Is Getting Graphic in a wonderful, wonderful issue of uh, Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane. We have Delightful. another
1: one of these to do. We have another wedding comic to do. <laughs>
0: Well, don't worry. It's going to be very different next time. So once again, thank you all for joining us, for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, then uh, please feel free to uh, subscribe, like, comment, do whatever you want on your uh, podcatcher of choice. Uh, share the show with a friend or a loved one. It really helps the show to, uh, to grow. And we're, uh, we're doing great in that, uh, in that area recently. So, uh, keep it up. Keep up the good work, people who enjoy this show. We enjoy doing it, and we hope you enjoy listening to it.
1: Hell yes, we do. And thank you very, very much to all of our recent new supporters. It really, really helps us out, really gets our name out there, and helps us to do this thing that we love to do and make you guys laugh. So thank you very much for that. Absolutely. If you wanted to reach out to us personally, you can certainly do so at our email, which is this is getting graphic at gmail.com, or if social media is more your thing. We are over on TikTok at this is getting graphic, where we like to post clips from the show, some of what I like to consider our best of jokes. Uh, just things that really tickled our funny bone. We hope they they made you guys laugh too. And you can certainly find us over there.
0: You can. Uh, We are also on Facebook at This Is Getting Graphic and over on X slash Twitter at This Graphic Pod. And also, we would like to thank Alex Hanbury for doing the art and the logo for this podcast, which is um, a a big help to us. Seriously. She's very helpful in so many ways to the uh, the show. She listens to Rough Cuts. She uh, helps us out with basically... She's essentially the art director for this podcast. Right. um, Yeah. She rocks so hard.
1: And speaking of rocking hard, we of course have to give a shout out to Mozart Mouse, the incredible composer that did the opening and closing theme for our show, the Super Guy theme. If you enjoy the musical aspect of our show, you can find Mozart Mouse as well as other great musical artists over on the website Pond5, which is an excellent source for royalty free music if you happen to be working on a creative project of your own. Just a few dollars and any track they have on there can be yours.
0: And with that, everyone, we bid you farewell for another week here on This Is Getting Graphic, and we hope you join us next time for a wonderful superhero love story. Until then, stay super. The only reason that's a little creepier than I I think it should be is because he's kind of mannequin esque and I don't like mannequins.